This is the sound of a blizzard treat at DQ. But it also sounds like a weekend bike ride, a post-game celebration, and a sunset on the dock. Wow, doesn't a blizzard treat sound good? Stop by DQ and grab one today to find out for yourself with just one bite with flavors like Oreo, cookie dough, and more. DQ, happy tastes good. City was a bustling metropolis, our nation's utopia and land of sin. After the civil war between Kuatan and Arabin had ended, the water supply itself was poison creating mutant kind. Heroes and villains took to the world and the people caught between were in a bind. Mackenzie Cole gave a speech at this time. He said, should you live in fear of what they can do, we should begin separating them as species. And it rhymed. He said, I've regulated country funds. Yes, I've stolen millions, but given it back to you, the people. A man in thick black armor wearing a red visor hooked into a gas mask approached a new steeple. Mackenzie continued atop his podium. These are the redemptive knights, the sword of vindication. He continued the tormentor army with much conviction. It was his first and last proclamation. He stamped down a foot no more fear. As the crowd began to cheer, a bullet was fired, and all hell broke loose. That's when the war for our survival had tightened in a rope-like noose.
Carter won 16 years three months ago. After the war things didn't get better rioting rape were commonplace, as the government caved in it was an anarchic disgrace. The conclave a council of 14 diplomats took the four. Mackenzie was old but ambitious this is a tale of how he came into power, but first we go before. When I was 13 tormentors were a secret faction. After they killed my family I was called to join them there could be no inaction. My name is Martin Reyes this is my story. How I became shrapnel losing my love in this city was gory. Six of us teens were loaded in crates like precious cargo. I was 16 then now I'm 32 as the story go. I watched the others cry lament their fate. But there was one here. As I lit my cigar that's face was full of hate. I moved up to the other teen he said. You know where they're forcing us to go right. I took a drag and said no choice. You want a light? He retorted Reyes right. I'm Lancet don't tell the others but you're alright? We were trying not to show our emotions sharing a look of understanding in this crate there was no light. Until the doors swung open, and there he was stood. Our instructor Garkin Larid. He shouted alright quit your yap and come enter the veil. I asked about the veil I said from what does that name entail? The veil is an auspicious place. After you enter you give your names, no longer members of the human race. You became an angel something more. Lord Stigma watches the training him your daunt bore. As we were led across the rampway by our ass, the armed guards held guns to our backs a lovely cohort. The hateful teen's eyes pierced the sky. As he said kill or be killed I owe it to them I cannot die. I finished my cigar and went to flick, when from behind my backside it was a kick. Don't let a here boy Stigma you don't want him to know. He's asked you to climb the stairway, you and this Irvine he will show. Chapter 2 Stigma Chamber of Sight as I climbed the metal staircase, the silver light glinted through mural-like stained glass windows reflecting at the base. Each stair I climbed I felt their righteous fury as I saw murals to Cain. He way back when had ripped out his own heart to save a corrupt world history was insane. Garkin Larud's armor glinted ever so slightly. I saw his fist clench and zeal tightly. My tanned skin had felt perspiration. As on the 18th step I climbed in desperation. My shaved head, and back then and tattooed skin. My back then and muscled frame had asked what is a Lord Stigma. Garkin shot back a glarier. Don't be asking of the Lord ya. Stigma sat upon a white celestial chair, betwixt the library. Floating tarot cards flickered about him as he grinned slyly. His voice held melancholic pain as in an elder tone he said are the wild card. History repeats pause then continued come boy pull up the chair don't make this hard. As I drew closer I felt my vision fade to black. Then I woke up as I heard Garkin Larud shout were under attack. Push down the memories inside you with great fire. Push down the memories inside you lest you earn Ensarge's ire. I looked at my hands they were black and armored and I covered in another's blood. Memories of years came back in a flood. I look around realize it was an echo of the past. Just how many more must I kill when is the last? I had killed mutants men women, children all of this without compunction. As a servant of stigma this was my function. I thought back to Irvine through the years. He who had always told me to snap back quit being a zombie even through tears. Now in shock I lay here my armored hand impaled through the waist of a young girl. As my head was foggy and swell, my radio is blinking. As I sit here thinking, how could I have become this thing? When I remember my calling and my blood starts to sing, the older mutant I hear him come up the stairs him sitting by a bedroom. There's a bear and I know darkness loom. But I get my feet moving as the man kicks open the door. He sees me the monster covered in his daughter's gore. I'm hit with many a fireball, at this time. But my armor super cools I feel nothing in this rhyme. I'm cold like the dead of night. My knife comes up it's not even a fight. I just take his ear it's like super speed. 
As I tell him any more of that you'll feel my greed. The slab of meat hits the ground as my armor hiss. The man says you killed my daughter. A bullet is fired, it's now a complete slaughter. Irvine says don't toy with them from a distance. Not a zombie anymore looked like you needed assistance. Irvine monologue can't let him know about the last few years. Lie about where I've been, hiding my fears. I tuck the silver mask away as I see Martin again. Most were like us no choice but death Martin wouldn't understand I decided then. If he became like the rest I'd end him for now I put friendship to the test. Monologue and we've been summoned at Stigma's behest. A robe of shadow hung limply from a half-burned face. As Stigma sat pondering a woman enter in a black dress of lace. She said the conclave has come along nicely don't you agree? She looked over at me and continued is this he? The wild card that will affect destiny. Stigma sat his shadow almost alive seemed to consume all light within the room. As he suddenly stood Majoriette. This is indeed he who will bring about a new life to consume. Backlum City will be the start I have two of the six key players in place. He turned to face me empty black socketless eyes fixed as he moved with grace. The room itself was an oval like design. And depicted the final battle Kane versus Kine. The organ at the back of the room was surrounded by a thick shade of gloom. From outside the stained glass windows I could see many mounted turrets positioned. Was this to be the staging ground of some kind of war stigma had envisioned? Chapter 3 Red Eye Irvine Monlog Unlike Martin I activated three months prior. On a mission with a cyborg code named Red Eye I'd earned her ire. I watched her cut apart a pregnant woman to rip out the womb. She was left dying bleeding the baby died in seconds free from a corpse-like tomb. I felt appalled at the notion, unable to contain my emotion. Whatever hold stigma had on me long gone at this point. I awoke myself again my memories haunted and conjoined. I remembered the kindness of a stranger Martin, and so I swore one day I'd redeem my sin, even if I didn't think I could truly win. Stigma had an odd power it was like a machine like haze. I felt myself trapped in a dark room within which were my darkest days. I wasn't myself and I had these memories wash over like a tidal wave from the sea. But I had no control it was like a hive mind forced into me. She sat putting her tools in the bag. I knew then and there my rage would boil over I'd kill the hag. She said he always admired my work would you like a turn? She handed me the child so that I could light the flamethrower and burn. My body jolted with disgust. The pipes like room ceiling burst with rust. At that moment I seized the chance to escape. Red eye just stared mouth agape. I had to kill her here and now so I turn once more. Stigma would have me hunted I could not be more sure. So I lit up the gaseous room and jumped through a nearby door. I covered the child from the flames though now my right arm burned and raw. I found upon the ground a metallic fragment. This had become my destiny shrapnel I thought. A dark world I lament. I buried the child the next day. Its corpse intact I would go on to say. May you find peace in a scare you's grace. May the reborn and blessed dream shine light upon your face. Fool lady in lace. The spider's web. Irvine had sat thinking to himself too well budded. As his mouse brown skin sweat, in the silver light the notion was discarded. His mane of dreadlocks hung back past goggles he wore over his head. Majoriette turned as she said no helmet surprised you're not dead. Majoriette turned her long black hair flowing in a wave. Lord Stigma continues to inform me the malcontents misbehave. What hope is there then for a city in ruin the villains keep killing? Her pale skin bore a frown as soft pallid lips were unwilling. She seemed not to notice what had been going on truly. Almost as if she controlled not her own creation as if stigma was unruly. She spoke with a noble's grace, as up and down she did pace. Why do they not wear the collar? Why do they not simply come to us register what bother fools? Martin had sat his bald head, and sunken eyes staring at the floor as he spoke their breaking rules. He hoped for some justification, as Irvine Lancet sat back hiding his smile of elation. He thought to himself my friend is in there. 
Would it be too at least against a regime that was unfair? Three months ago, Red Eye clawed a fleshless arm up through rubble her left eye glow. She spoke a traitor. Her metallic frame and augmenter, the kind of regenerating subsystem like that of Reboot. Gabriel as he was known Stigma's Archangel had give her this technological upgrade as loot. She continued perhaps I won't go back just yet. I have more experiments and I'm hedging a bet. She pulled free her sniper rifle and phase rounds. And she began a quest to gather info a pound by glorious pounds. Red Eye monologue it was three years ago I lost my child believe me I was not thrilled. The mutants I hate them it wasn't the villain that got my daughter killed. The so-called heroes the one they called Genesis had zipped in to save the day. Fighting the time baron and collateral damage we norms were just in the way. My daughter was in the park when it happened meteors crashed burning everything in sight. My daughter, my light wasn't evil and tell me we are not right. These things have too much power and let that be said. When you quote them heroes and it's your family bled. Every time I kill one of these things I still hear her screams burning in anguish. I feel it every time I see one of those things languish. There's an odd serenity in taking on board their pain. I found Commander Gabriel and to him I did explain. He said Vanessa I feel your righteous zeal. But we must inform Stigma see how many traitors need to feel our zafe and steel. My flesh had slowly began to melt back into place. Beautiful blonde hair hung down my now skin toned face. I think back to what Genesis had said sometimes things happen to question. A hero not your place. The papers had covered it up. To disgrace a hero in the days with no police was considered a shame so most were corrupt. Ignoring Gabriel's orders red eye. Venessa had not pretended she slammed her fist into the wall. As she began walking on the outside of the cathedral's grand hall she said thee won't be able to form if I kill him now fool. She reached for her rifle as blood like tears fell. She said I won't allow more innocents to die you can go to the etheric hell. Chapter 5 Irvine's Confession After leaving the mansion of Lagres, which bore red banners to an old empire hung, Irvine had turned to Martin as a tale he strung. He told him the truth all of it the two looked at each other, sharing an intense look like two lover. Martin had said you betrayed Stigma you cannot be serious. He looked Irvine up and down like he was delirious. Irvine continued Dave you heard of the Guardian he was serious. There was a long pause between the two it was continuous. Irvine almost in an angry roar said. If you'd heard what I heard seen what I saw. They're still human like us Martin I have to help them I don't have a choice he added more. Martin felt like he'd been losing his voice. As Irvine continued in tears man I shot the mother whose screams keep me up at night. Stigma is evil like me Martin, that's not alright. Martin replied and what about me I killed that girl he stammered as fists curled. Irvine replied it's not the same it's different you had no control, different world. Martin joined in crying, as he said I still feel it that weight. Right we have to stop this, this hate. Chapter 6 Hask's War Maiden. I fought back the tears, as a hulking behemoth was led in. It was inside a Tesla cage it lay sulking. As the so-called doctors came to finish a so-called indestructible beast. Irvine's face bore an angry crease. I grabbed his arm and whispered not here. We need more firepower I felt something it was an odd sort of fear. Though for once it was not for myself you see I suppose it doesn't matter at this point. But we had began to move out of this joint. I grabbed an old hat from my house tormentors no longer. I said to Irvine we make for Hask he whom a bond we shared had grown stronger. The women of Hask were a warlike race. In the old histories it said without them the empire would have been laid to waste. Homeless littered the bridge to our destination. The empire was a continually working cog causing most frustration. Irvine had said glumly you know the saying if you don't work every day out here you're on the street. He looked at the man not with pity. But his eyes could not hide what he saw as humanity's defeat. War Maiden had sat upon a stone dais-like throne. Hask Emerald Isles were her home. It's three weeks later, 
and an old friend walked in. He said, Calfetti, you look tired. Got any gin? He continued and won for my tired and worn man of tin. Irvine still in his armor had said this is the war maiden. She looked tired ruling house her eyes in shadows laden. War maiden said, Martin Reyes, what do you seek here in my isle? Martin retorted, I know things didn't end well, but it's been a while. War maiden said, you tried to kill me once she paused the set, no armor, no longer working for the empire. Martin said these days we're awake we place our aspirations higher. He went on to tell of the tale to this point every detail. As a Surietta walked in slower than a snail. Her speed was deceptive a ploy she had super speed. She wore thick chains and had the words tattooed greed. Her ginger hair was offset to war maiden's black. The crippled war maiden in her suit of Lagoric iron pain racked. Had said after the accident I had to be rebuilt. But I am a superhero harm any hero stop you no guilt. War Maiden stood using the servos of her legs she cut an imposing figure. I made sure at once I was respectful no more words that might trigger. After all we needed her help as I drank my gin. This disabled girl a member of the old safeguard my words belied my grin. I'm not here to harm you or anyone else the empire is being misled. Stigma at the heart of the corruption our nations being bled. I just need you and a few others like the Guardian to help put up a fight. I know it's a shame what happened to the flag help me amend that memory make this right. Irvine had turned he was in the squad. He gave a curt nod. As he said we need to unveil them before the world. I noticed a laser's sight enter the room as phase shifting rounds unfurled. War Maiden was as good as the story said. Stronger now than the old days when once she was able to walk her angry vision turned red. The throne room had never been under direct attack. Irvine sat in black tormentor armor removing the paint at the back. Martin dived at him throwing them both under cover, as War Maiden flew upwards to a glass ceiling leaving the the two future lover. Red Eye's bullet had phased through the glass silently, but the laser sight shone its red light too brightly, as she clenched her fist tightly. Red Eye looked to make an entrance as her cybernetic arm morphed into a grappling hook. She zipped down to take a measure of this Maiden of War she came for a closer look. I'll look she said another monster dear traitors yes you behind the bar. I'll tell you once after I'm done with her you'll die slowly next do not go far. Her arms swirled in a 180 degree. As they morphed into swirling blades she began the attack with glee. War Maiden had calibrated her logistic sensors ready. She ducked under the first blow steady. Though her armored form did not grant speed her targeting lens came down across her eyes. Red eye kicked out in disguise, likewise reading that she would fire a neural pulse. War Maiden's living Lagoric suit lightly convulsed. Red Eye used the grappling hook to fling herself suicidal-like at her opponent no time to think. For War Maiden War was calculated it took time even fights Red Eye did not blink. Her arm blades attacked again and again. War Maiden's living silver suit howled in enigmatic pain. Red Eye spoke during each attack. Let the righteous hold nothing back. Your fear becomes you cripple. When out of nowhere War Maiden's wrist ripple. A sonic pulse sent Red Eye tumbling. And as the recovering War Maiden stopped fumbling she gained her time to think. This next entanglement red eye she would sink. War Maiden activated her jet propulsion for an attack of her own. The sensors earlier told her the cyborg's armored form was a condensed alloy known as Lavalone. This metal living like her own would allow the user to regenerate from any blow thrown. She switched her gauntlet to incisor mode. As of towards red eye she rode, using a plasma-like torch to briefly cut flesh. She threw in its veins and threw its armored mesh, a paralytic type of poison to make her unable to move. Of course it would not work right away so in this fight she would need to prove. Red Eye laughed. I cannot die dear. Psychotically screaming you should feel fear. Red Eye turned grinning with glee. Red Eye's gaze became full of baleful wrath. She used her clawed hands trying to rip War Maiden in half. She dived on her opponent smashing her head into the ground. She delivered fist by fist pound by unceremonious pound. 
War Maiden's unarmored head became swollen and her vision blurry. Red Eye kept punching flurry after flurry. Irvine had dived at her but armored or not it was just a man. He had attacked and thinking with no plan. Blood trickled down her lips as she turned to he. He had attacked and thinking with no plan. Blood trickled down her lips as she turned to he. This cybernetic warrior swaying with full force you see. Irvine had rolled under the first and fired a shot. But the hole reclosed itself shotgun or not. She came closer a monster of true indestructibility. And he realized his folly his vulnerability. Irvine wasted no time, as he said to Martin after some time elapsed. Hope you didn't need this maiden so much. Martin rushed over and said, and thank God she's breathing like the Great World couldn't kill you too tough your butch. War Maiden monologue. The next few days after Red I was imprisoned and I lay to recover, Martin and Irvine watched over me kept me safe as I them in turn a true brother. The truth after what happened to the flag what they did to him, I had given into fate's whim. It's why I didn't wear my helmet why I was so tired of fighting. My love had so long been reciting. A secret army was bad. That he an empire man even I a matriarch had a right to know. What the conclave had planned off the wind-powered man had glow. He flew at their base the last I heard. Since then whatever they did I hadn't heard a word. Monologue end. I groan David by the hospital bed. I look up and his tanned face is red. Martin looks down back to being sad. He was keeping the truth from me. One day I would find the courage to ask him you see. Chapter 8 Shifter the Old Guard the force had long been disbanded, I, or anyone still trying to enforce order the young brazen noble I applaud her, was kicked out replaced it was out of order, these young bucks these tormentor disgraces, young brain dead men, and women I couldn't stomach their faces, my short brown hair, and trimmed mustache, were neat looking like my red shirt, and blue sash, I was an orderly man, and that is true, could never say any were better than us boys in blue, but I was a mutant I looked into the disappearances, I was warned five times before a man in hooded robe locked me in a state of trances, it was five years in that hell, locked in a shapeshifting prison I heard a continuous shallow bell, I am shifter I can shapeshift but also shift the metaphysical too, alter reality not quite but the density of an object and its weight that I can do, I once fought a man with just a feather my smile apparently not enough of a disarmor, his mind and indeed reality itself warped as it pierced his master crafted armor, leaving my cell I tucked an eight ball in my pocket, it was wrapped around a silver chain it acted like a locket, my now dead wife had once said, to keep it with me it might have been a joke but I couldn't get the small stuff out my head. I began searching for the truth of what happened after, after I been betrayed the man in hooded robes left me hollow and devoid of laughter, he caught me as I flee, as he said I'll keep player three, that rotten bastard Mackenzie I thought, but alas I didn't take his life the jacket he wore all that effort for naught, it's ten years ago. And believe me in that prison time went slow. He hired me I thought make a fake shot get away. I don't get caught one lost boy in blue gone astray. That's what the paper would read how could he end up like this. I wanted a replacement to order not taking the piss. I sit now languishing in my cell the blocks shift in random patterns. I can't affect the walls I'm trapped I lay on a bed as it flattens. Mackenzie would come to see me today. Parole I was granted but I had to go away. I returned to Backlam once more. Ignoring Cole's advice there was a person I had left someone I adore. I would have ran through the shit storm of hell. Like any father to hear my son's voice again remember his smell. Not knowing where to begin I cast an illusionary wall. I just wanted to punch something it didn't matter if it didn't exist at all. I left the prison and went into the local Mavier mall. 
I needed to buy some gear I didn't want to stall. Stigma sat by the world tree overlooking the Mavier Mall. By the heart of the world he spoke men never seemed so small. Go now player three. Get our son he paused you'll bring him to me. Back in the mall I bought a gift with what I had. I hadn't seen Jason in years didn't want him to feel bad. He was adopted from where I didn't know didn't care. He was my son all that matter was I loved him as was fair. He had abilities just like me. He was able to manipulate shadows and repel any object. I said don't you dare show that off at school you'll be avoided you won't get respect. He had replied dad in an moping tone. I said I know you're special but more so to me. Just forget the world for now no need to seek a destiny. Chapter 1 Nightshade the Gloom Nightshade had said goodbye to her parents the day Stigma came. A war between Corton and Arabin, Veradesh was called in to end the game. Stigma had asked her mother to create a solution to the problem. She had made a genetic destabilizer that would kill enough yet. Stigma had asked her to modify once more licking his lips which were wet. Stigma went on to say Amira Badir I have none else you must help you know what's at stake. As the recording end Nightshade sat in the dark trying to fix her mother's mistake. After their use had run out, Stigma tested the bio weapon locked them away he mockingly pout. Nightshade turned off the camera. Her black abaya she wore over her lower half bore and hijab on top also black it covered her face she was the mysterious stranger in this era. She placed a knives in her tool belt. As she left the dark Varadeshi loft to make a stigma pelt. Her family were not engineers their profession washed over ten generations of scientists and doctors. As she opened the door her vision flowed away. The man with socketless eyes under robe led astray. His burned face had marked the end she thought. As dark flooded her eyes a final lesson stigma wrought. Player two always late. Player two so full of hate. Even in darkness I could still attack. Remembering the teaching meant you L I would restore my family honor. I thought of my mother's face and what stigma's betrayal had cost her. Her soul would not be welcomed until I had set this right. I was born with, powers cast a dagger through the lack of sight. Even as the figure seemed to phase shift through, he placed a hand on my head next thing I wake up anew. I am standing still, my lightly brown skin dripping with sweat. I oversee my pupil cauterist and acolyte I respect even in summer heat. The spiraled buildings loomed monolithic. I had in darkened sight been hunting the conclave what we did executions that were horrific. Just a left on the list before Stigma himself though haunted by the others I could not feel pity. It's five years before the present and my Hassishan band the gloom had made for Backlum City. I was detached from killing the order had taught me since birth. I took no joy from it no mirth. But Shifter's words would indeed reach me. We had not traveled to kill but to unveil you see. Six days ago, the machine city was of labyrinthine construction. A squid-like dome sat below as tentacles wave up they were of living metal. And none knew the function. Of space-age technology it had corrupted the local populace when it landed creating sand demons known as Nori, who would cannibalize, their mole-like bodies gleaming red eyes. But evanutely this odd corrupting effect had died down, and people settled atop the tendrils creating a town. The shanties that littered Arabin soil were likewise home to many, yet Nori attacks were common so each town had a deputy. Local sheriffs had formed many a line using multiple barreled rifles shooting demons of kine. You see during the war in which Arabin technically won. Corton had poisoned its own people little known fact. That the general populace here also began to chemically react. Billions of both sides had died. No place for morality of war to coincide. The Norsak bridge had to generals shaking hands as an archway like statue. It connected to Hask but likewise to Arabin too. The silver sky beat down upon me as I motioned the gloom towards the city. The local sheriff was a friend he whom held for me some information I felt it was pretty. The man in the duster sat his bearded face unable to concentrate for longer than a few seconds he shift frantically. Look look I don't want to give this up for free. 
Bring another war down on us our tech went back a century he cackled almost manically. Sure we won but look at the cost. We live in shanties and ruins the damn machine our nicest place. He took a long breath look I know what it means to you. He took the drink I had bought him for true. As he took another long breath my red sash hung limply. As he caved in and said simply, If you want the info you do me a favor clear. I allow a small concession as I let him the conversation steer. I said before Quarterist had made a wish after we left upon a star. Keep praying to Mentuel know that I won't go far. He said look sister prayers are well and good. But as Zurchman religions, not well practiced in my neighborhood. The job is thus a town on edge of Arabin known as Felglo. Has a bale hound problem. Want my info it's there you go. He sat up and said suppose, I better come. The mayor's an all friend he finished, but looked glum. I gave him a small statuette. Of an empire depiction of the one god this was from Lavlet. I had closed the door as I said we're leaving now. To crush a conclave for twisted revenge my family Honor would not allow. I didn't realize at the time the dark thoughts of mine. Had placed me over my own code's moral line. Quatrist had spoke. I missed the song you used to sing he hadn't made a joke. His mother's voice adopted. Or not was beautiful. She couldn't think of anything more meaningful. After Jason's father had been in prison. He felt like he as a child was out of decision. And so one night as he lay there a cry, Nightshade had shared her story as she hugged him she sigh, and started to sing a song. She wouldn't leave the night would never be long.
Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12-powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12-powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com.